I am delighted to be here today with Colin Campbell. Hi, Colin. Hello, how are you doing? Well, thank you. How are you? Yes, very good today, thanks. We are in the gorgeous Hug and Pint, which is in the West... Well, is this still counted the West End? Or yeah, just dipping a toe into the West End, I guess, yeah. Which is right next to St George's Cross subway station. And the smells are good, the music's lovely, so we'd recommend a trip. But Colin, you are one of the founders of the National Whiskey Festival. Correct, yeah. Um, we started it just over four years ago, um, me and my business partner Brian, he came up with the name sort of as a, a joke of uh, there is no National Whiskey Festival of Scotland, there's no officially recognised thing, um, I think it was based off the Bill Wells uh, project National Jazz Trio of Scotland, which I think again is a joke on it not being a jazz band, not being a trio. Um, so, yeah, Brian just came up with that uh, that name and we'd never done a whiskey festival before and we, we ran with that. Fantastic. So wh- when is the National Whiskey Festival this year? Uh, the Glasgow edition's just around the corner. Uh, we're doing it with as part of Celtic Connections again this year. Um, it's on the 25th of January um, at SWG3 in uh, Finiston. Now there's still tickets left. Yeah, session two has just sold out, um, which is amazing for us, and capacity is a bit more this year, um, so we've, we've sold out a, a mega session two, uh, and session one is on final tickets, so we're really, really close to selling out session one, and if we do so, that'll be a sort of a hallmark year for us. So the festival's been running for four years, is that correct? Yeah, this is the fourth, uh, fourth time round in Glasgow, that's right. And what makes the National Whiskey Festival different from any other whiskey festival? Well, we really tried to um, we, we really tried to engage with a kind of younger audience, more diverse audience, um, and the, the the other thing that we that we find important is to celebrate the wider Scottish culture and how whiskey um, relates to that and influences that. So, so we always we we have a focus on whiskey related arts, crafts, photography, stuff like that. There's quite a lot of that going on uh, alongside the whiskey, uh, but then we also have live music as well, which. Um, during the January event is always programmed very kindly by by the team at Celtic Connections. Amazing. Yeah. So you've said the, the festival runs in connection with Celtic Connections, uh, which for those listeners perhaps further afield, uh, we know you're out there, um, it's a Scottish music and arts festival based in Glasgow. Yeah, I think it's the biggest winter, winter arts festival in the world perhaps. It's huge. And it brings in so many people, doesn't it? Jazz musicians, um, kind of Trad, yeah, musicians. yeah, it's, it's it's really diverse. Uh, the lineup, they, they do such a wonderful job every year. Um, it's great. We we run a couple of bars in Glasgow as well, or music venues really. So for us, it's a it already was a great thing, you know, to bring you know the hundred thousand people to Glasgow or whatever it is every year to get the city really out, um, celebrating music for you know, and arguably the worst time of the year in Scotland, you know. Yeah, January is not great in Glasgow. Um, we still love Glasgow, but weather-wise, it's not great. Yeah, yeah. but we have things like Celtic connections where we where we get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. So, what advice would you give to first-time festival goers? I would say have a look. We we, we usually pro, uh, post the the full lineup and the map. Before on our Facebook and on our um, on our website before uh, before the day just before the day, 
So have a look at the map, identify a few places that you that you really want to uh, to visit, a few of the distilleries or bottlers or blenders that you want to visit, um, and try and get in there early. It does get busy. Also, I mean, mostly just have a good time. You know, um, if the stand that you really want to see is too busy, then just go explore, find something else, chat to not only the the whiskey ambassadors, but chat to the uh, the makers and the craftspeople as well, photographers, because they're they're really interesting people, and they quite quite often it's the same ones that come to come to every event, you know, and they do they do really well out of it. And do you have a favourite distillery attending this year? I can't really show any favouritism, I guess. <laughs> I mean, even if I did, maybe. Um, okay, not not favourite. What about um, one that you're most looking forward to seeing again? Um. In terms of distilleries, um, what I quite like about our festival is that we often attract the brand new distilleries and like these little fledgling operations. Um, so every year now, or every time we, we have a festival, we, we, we've included one or two of like the brand new distilleries who who perhaps don't even have, or quite often don't have actual whiskey yet. So they bring their new make spirit, which you know is is the whiskey before it's been aged properly um, so they're always really interesting to see um, and this year I think Rassi have been there before so they're coming again and Nick Nain, I yeah. don't know how you pronounce that I but uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was on holiday up near there last summer and I really wanted to, to visit it and talk to them and say like, come to our next festival but I didn't, I didn't manage to visit them but Stacey I think and, and, their, and our team reached out to them anyway and uh, thankfully they're, they're coming this year so I'm really excited to see see what they bring talk Absolutely. to them yeah. yeah it's a super exciting venture I think they've just reached their crowdfunding or their yeah, target yeah. fundraising yeah which is amazing good on them yeah absolutely so really in a nutshell this is a brilliant festival to go to perhaps if you're a newer whiskey drinker if you are perhaps an old school whiskey drinker but maybe you're in slightly younger as well it's, it's a really great place to be it's accepting welcoming yeah I'm glad you picked up on that that's certainly what I would say um, something that we try and well it underpins our whole ethos I guess or, or um, it's trying to get younger people a more diverse audience in um, so we, we don't want there to be any um, to be any rules in that sense you know, to be any traditions of like people talking about not drinking whiskey with ice or not drinking whiskey with water or ha- always having it neat or always having two drops of water or whatever, you know, we're sort of part of the school of thought that says, you know, th- there's no uh, there's no rules like that, you know, so we, we really want people to not see a barrier to whiskey, not see it as a strange world or a world of like older people that belongs to older people, really want younger people to see how interesting the drink is, how, how varied the drink is, um, and how sort of vital it is, I think, to or to Scottish culture as well. What has been the most stressful moment? Because I imagine it's very stressful on the day of a whiskey festival. <laughs> You've got in the morning hundreds of thousands of people desperate for a dram, and then by the evening you've got hundreds or thousands of rather um, tipsy uh, whiskey festival goers. So you're balancing a lot. You're balancing a lot of distillery. Yes, yeah, it's, it's certainly a, an interesting day whenever we do it. Um, We've got a really good team now, which takes a lot of the stress out of it for me. Um, maybe, maybe they get really stressed out now instead of me, I don't know. But um, it's the, the most stressful moment we had, I think, was 
basically the first the first one we did, we we had no idea or very little idea how to how to run one. We we came up with uh, we came up with our, our plan. We, we were from a music background and a bars background, so we weren't uh, idiots, and we, we came up with uh, an idea that we thought would work, which largely is what we've stuck to. We just with a little bit of inexperience, I think I ordered like not enough glassware, and um, in session two we ended up using a bunch of the glassware in the master classes because um, they use up loads and loads of glassware because there's 30, 30 people per class, six drums per class and we run about 12 of them throughout the day. In fact, the first year we did about 18 throughout the day or something. So they just ate into our glass stock that we had for all the session to ticket holders who all get a glass. We were left without glasses to give a couple of hundred of them. So frantically, the, the whole team and probably anyone else we could draft in who was nearby... I had to go and wash loads of glassware from the master classes in within ten minutes, you know. And we, we actually ended up doing that for about an hour, just processing this queue of people coming in, going like, "Here's your glass, here's your glass, here's your glass." And like, we certainly learned from that mistake. Glass and now, is very yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've learned the importance of the glassware. <laughs> uh, the other thing that happened, I think, is people kept smashing them. Mm. I think you know, and then they would just come and take another one. So uh, now we keep quite a tight control on it and uh, charge you if you've smashed your glass, which means people take care of them a bit more. It becomes a bit like a Greek wedding, just throwing things about all over the place. Perhaps, yeah. So if our listeners haven't been able to get a ticket for this, uh, the National Music Festival in Glasgow this January, or perhaps they're not Glasgow-based, how can they get involved at a later date? Well, this this year is a really good year for that question uh, because not normally we kind of do two events a year, and for the last few years it's been we, we've changed the other city. We always do it in Glasgow, and then we change the other city, trying stuff out. Um, this year we've we've just decided to um, to go ahead with four dates, so including Glasgow, and we're going to take it to England for the first time. So we're going to London um, on the twenty fifth of April. Um, sat, they're all Saturdays um, so we're going to Clapton I think it's the Round Chapel the beautiful venue um, kind of in Clapton then in the summer we're going to take it to appropriately named Summer Hall uh, in Edinburgh um, it's a beautiful venue the old, the old veterinary school um, with a big courtyard so we're going to try and incorporate the courtyard thing there because it's the summer maybe do something quite cocktail based or like street food based in the courtyard as well as having our our tasting halls inside uh, and then we had a great event in Aberdeen at the end of last year for the first time we went there and it was so well received by people of Aberdeen so we're definitely going back there in September uh, this year again so fantastic yeah busy year for us yeah well Colin it sounds absolutely brilliant and thanks I am yeah I'm very envious of all these people doing <laughs> next Saturday but uh, thank you so much for speaking to us um, if if you are wanting to go along to the National Whiskey Festival um, or you're wanting more information, there's lots of stuff online. There's a Facebook page, there's an Instagram yes. page. NationalWhiskeyFestival.scot is our, is our website and we are on Facebook, Instagram, uh, all the usual things. Tickets via our website generally um, or the Celtic Connections uh, website as well for this one. Brilliant. Um, and obviously, uh, you would be more than welcome to get in contact with us here at Whiskey FM, and we're more than happy to try and point you in the right direction as well. So, Colin, thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me.